Mel Yummy Mummy Geriatric Mum? How the f*** did that happen? Hi, I'm Sally Wallace and welcome to my podcast, Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Why the name? Well, it's a label that I've been slapped with recently, so I've decided to embrace it. But don't worry, it's not all sore nips and stretch marks from here onwards. As a former radio presenter, public speaker, and someone who's a huge advocate of keeping banter alive, each week I'll be sharing life observations with a twist, random questions, subject matters that'll blow your mind, like, do we really eat spiders in our sleep? Am I the only woman who walks around with crystals in her bra? And... Why is it that my husband's clothes and socks are so much more comfortable than my own? All gripping stuff. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Something has brought you here today, and I think it's because we're on the same vibration station. Thank you so much for having a listen. I really hope you enjoy it. Do you know what? I've just realised that I'm sat not facing the window, and I absolutely love facing out the window. Hang on. Obviously, this is incredibly unprofessional and I should have really set myself up appropriately to record the next, what, 20, 25, 30, I don't know, depends how we get going, minutes. Um, But I haven't. And like I said in one of my previous episodes, I'm going to stop heavily editing the shit out of everything, okay? Um, So there you go, I'm looking out the window now and it's a really nice day today in the UK. The sun is shining, it's January, it's near the end of January, in fact, and welcome. If you've never listened to this podcast before, my name is Sally Wallace. I'm your host and it's Adventures of a Geriatric Mum. Uh, it's the new year of 2023 and I've actually been slightly absent, should I say. I've only just really kind of, I don't know what's been going on because I have been on social media and I've been looking because I bought myself a nice top that I found on this random Instagram site and I thought, mm, that's nice. It's a little boutique local to me. Where's that? Um, so I have been on social media, but I actually haven't posted anything since the 18th of December. And it's, what is it today? Like the 30th of January? I just, yeah, I think I evidently needed a little bit of time out without even knowing it. Without even knowing it, I've just sort of taken a bit of a step back from everything. But there's been a lot of shit that's been going on. It has. There's a lot of stuff that's been going on. For starters, the weather has been incredibly cold. And I'm sure that I'm part hedgehog and do like to slightly hibernate around the winter months. Who doesn't? Um, Christmas, New Year, and then... uh, I have this thing whenever I take the tree down and do the Christmas decorations I like to clear the loft out as well and that's been quite emotional in fact it's still ongoing at the moment because we've had quite a a few conversations should we say um, regarding having another baby and we have both come to the decision that we are not going to go for another round of IVF which has been Oh, it's, my husband's like he's kind of okay with it because I think he always really wanted one or two and I would have loved to have been a mother of four quite frankly or three no I don't think I'd always imagine myself being a mum of three um but I suppose I have had three rounds of IVF and I've got Roman so I am so grateful for my little man anyway he's a little miracle to be fair but I did always want to have a sibling for him um and I don't know, with everything, everything that's been going on in the past couple of years, and I did have another round of IVF after I had Roman, and that left me, um, how can we say, a bit fucked up, (laughs) trying to be incredibly polite, but I can't, I was mangled, hormonally mangled after that one. 
So if you've not listened to the episodes when I talk about my fertility journey, I went through two rounds of IVF and I struck gold on the second round of IVF and had Roman. And then I went through a third round of IVF where the embryo was frozen. And then when it was defrosted, it didn't survive. And so the next sort of step of my journey was going to be going to travel overseas in Europe uh, to Spain to go for an egg donor. And then COVID got thrown in in the mix. So, of course, we've had just endless lockdowns and, oh my God, everything's been going crazy, hasn't it? The cost of living crisis, absolutely everything. I went into work again, I went back into employment and then I came out again uh, just to spend more time with Roman and look after Roman. And then um, I've set up a business. So, in fact, do you know what? In fact, a lovely friend of mine, Justine, mentioned to me the other day, she's like, Sally, I listen to your podcast and you keep saying you've set up a business, but you don't say what it is. And so... I don't know why I've been doing that. I think I've been trying to keep things separate, but actually, do you know what? It's so impossible to keep podcast, business, family. Yeah, anyway. So I have set up a business. I worked in the car trade for um, for quite a few years and I've decided actually to set myself up on my own from home as a car sourcer. And that's exactly what I do. So I search for cars for people. Um, if people are unhappy in the car that they're in, I'll help them sell their car and I'll get a new car for them. Uh, and that's how I work. I do it on like on a personal basis or a business basis or a fleet basis. And I'm really in the early stages of just going for it at the moment. So it needs a lot of work and a lot of attention. And then me being me, or hang on a minute, me being a woman, because we are amazing at multitasking, was just like, do you know what? Chuck in another round of IVF at any point. I can just get it done. I can nail it. I can get it done. It'll be fine. Second time round, I'll be far more prepared. Um, but when I say second time round, I mean second time round is in another baby. But then when I've been taking a step back and thinking about it, the whole process of injecting into your stomach, which you still have to do, even if you're going for egg, sort of, if you're going for a donor, you've still got to go through that process of having that egg transferred or that embryo transferred. And then you have to have that two week wait and you have to go for scans to make sure that you're obviously ready to take an egg. And and I've done all of that already. Uh, and I, 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 in fact, Scott and I had a really long conversation about it in December and he said to me, you know, do you really want to go for it? And I was like, yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. I've always wanted a little brother or a sister for Roman. You know I have. And he said to me, well, why haven't you made the appointments then? And that's when I, I broke down and couldn't stop crying. And I thought, you know what? I think deep down inside, I just, I just haven't got the headspace for it. Because it takes a hell of a lot. And anybody who is going through it at the moment, I genuinely feel for you. I, I really do. I've done it myself. I've been there, done it, got the pinpricks. And... I just don't think I, I, I know, I know I can't do it again. I know. Otherwise I would have made the appointments. That's the sort of person I am. If I genuinely want something, I will do everything to go and get it. So I have been a bit lost in the last sort of four or five weeks, probably a bit longer than that, actually, because I've kind of taken a while to get my head around it that I'm not going to have another one. Don't get me wrong. I mean, good Lord, I couldn't actually conceive, but that would really be pushing it. So I'm not holding any hope on that at all. I have accepted that that's it. Um, And you do get some fucking comments, don't you, along the way, which is interesting. So, you know, I I do tell people that Roman is IVF and anybody who has been through fertility struggles will totally sympathise. And, you know, when you've got one, it took you so long to get them. It took me five years to have Roman, five years of battling to have Roman. So you know, he's so important to me and so, so, so precious. You know, he's, he's, he's very much loved by everybody actually who meets him because he's just such a dude. Um, so you do, you do get the odd sort of flipping comment like, oh, are you only having the one then? Am I only having the one? Fuck me. I wish it was as easy as that. Because if I could sit on a toilet seat, like some people say to me, oh, I sit on a toilet seat and I get knocked up. <laughs> you dirty bitch. Um, 
if I could actually uh, conceive that quickly, oh yeah, like I said, I would have had three quite quite happily. My sister, bless her, has got polycystic ovaries and she's naturally conceived four. In fact, I don't think she remembers conceiving two of them. She She's quite open about it because she never has a period. And or when she does, it's like once every 12 months or something insane. So yeah, it's it does, it didn't happen for me like that. And I, do you know what? There's no bad blood there. There's no bad feeling or anything like that. But I've, I, you know, I've kind of accepted that that's the route I have to go down. Do I really want to go down it again? No, no, I really don't. I would rather focus on having more fun with Roman um, and then building a career uh, for myself that, so I can work from home, which is exactly what I want to do, so I can spend more time with Roman, so I've got the holidays with Roman. Um, and that's what I'm doing with my business, Elite. Oh, by the way, my business is called Elite Vehicle Solutions UK. So if you are on Instagram, please do go and give it a follow. It's literally at Elite Vehicle Solutions UK. Um, and I may... Oh, I don't know. I, do you know what? I'm not going to I'm I'm not going to commit to anything, but I was going to say I might do a podcast about it, but no. Do you know what? I'm not committing to anything at the moment because I have got so much going on. That's not going to happen. Anyway, getting back to that loft. So yeah, I have obviously we've had the conversation that we are not going to try again, and so therefore I've started to clear things out. Not uh oh gosh, uh it's taken me a while to go. I mean, I've got six massive suitcases of baby clothes in our loft. Huge amounts of baby clothes. Um and yeah, that's been really hard to sort of like think, oh, I'll give that away, I'll give that away. I've given away things like his he had a little swing and he had a little rocking horse and they've all gone already because he's just huge now. He's nearly he's four at the end of February. So he's not going to use those. And I'd rather they went to somebody who's going to use them. Um other bits and bobs I've given away, like all of the weaning little pots. You know, like you get little pots for weaning. If you've got kids, you'll know this. And you've got like um little loads of little Tupperware. I've actually turned those into paint pots. So they've now become little paint pots, all the little mixing dishes I used to have when you first started to uh, to come off the boob and off the bottle um yeah they're now his little painting selection so they're perfect so you know you can you reuse loads of stuff anyway but I think what I'm going to do is do you know what I don't even know if I've mentioned this on another episode before but if I haven't enjoy it if I have oops um I'm going to get some of his, some of the favorite baby grows that he was in in the early days I'm going to have them made into a teddy um, like a keepsake teddy bear. And I think there's a few websites that you can go on to actually. So yeah, that's what I'm going to do with those because I'd like to be able to have something. Some people say have it made into a blanket. It's up to you. It's your choice. I think I'd like some of his baby grows made into a really nice teddy bear. And then um, I don't think he'll want it. I'm definitely having it though. So yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. It has been, It's the thing is though, when do you, it's, it's one of these things and you know, Scott and I've had uh, it, how can I say we've had a lot of conversations they've been quite emotional on my half and it's not the fact that he's not emotional because I think Scott always Scott did say he goes I always imagined myself having two boys and he genuinely did say that when we first started to try for kids he's like oh I hope but when Roman should have been one of a twin but we lost one and he's like you know two boys I'd just love two boys I, you know we always thought we would have two boys but it's I suppose it's just that conversation of yeah we just we always thought this is how it's going to be and it just hasn't unfortunately but you can say unfortunately but actually fortunately look what we've got we've got the most beautiful little man that we genuinely never thought we'd have so yeah we're blessed really really blessed it's just um for me I think I oh, do you know what I think I'm quite I, I'm 45 this year I think I might I'm, my hormones are going nuts at the moment as it is which I think is a lot of stuff going on whether I'm I don't think I'm perimenopausal but I think I'm just naturally getting a bit older um and I've got to really embrace that as well but since becoming a mum I have changed so much as a person and I spent so much time and effort in 
was it like last year, the year before? So Roman must have been about two, between two, three, four of trying to get back to this. It's like, you know, bounce back, be back to the person that you were. I'm just not that person anymore. I'm not that person that I was before I had Roman. I'm a very different person. I'm still Sally, but there's parts of me that I... I, I've, I've realized that so, and I talk about this a lot. I've talked about this before on episodes where I was very much a people pleaser, where I'd always have to make everybody laugh and, oh yeah, look at me. I'm so funny. And, oh, are you entertained? Oh yeah. <laughs> and I would always feel like I had to go out of my way. And, um, and then, you know, are you coming out for coffee? Oh, I'll be there. Are you coming out for coffee? Blah, blah, blah. And I'd go out for coffee and I'd go out for lunch and I'd do this. And actually, do you know what? I haven't got the fucking headspace for it at the moment because I want my business to work so much that I have um, really started to rein those people pleasing um, sort of traits of me in. And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all, in fact. So, yeah, I've been really preserving my energy um, for me actually. I've actually been preserving my energy for myself and then trying to use that sort of energy to refocus differently. And it's a challenge. It is a challenge because, um, God, I'm, I do find myself questioning everything at the minute. Like, well, sh- you know, you shit your pants, don't you? Am I doing the right thing? Have I done the right thing? Should we have another baby? Should I just go for it? And, oh, no, it's 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 been yeah, it's been quite a lot to take on board in the past few weeks, which is probably why I took a step back from social media. But actually, I think that taking a step back from social media is also a good thing. I think it's actually pretty healthy. Um, And I also started questioning everything that was posting. And I was like, fucking hell, I look so boring. (laughs) Because I know this is another thing. It's like what you see on social media isn't always necessarily fact or true. And we all follow these people. They might even be friends, celebrities. I don't know. And we think, wow, their life is fucking amazing. Oh my God, look at how much money they've got. Look at how happy they are as a family. And then, I don't know, within weeks or months, it's like, unfortunately, we have now separated. And it's like, what the fuck? So yeah, it's just, I, I'd kind of just taken a step away from that, getting involved in that whole, um, I suppose I like to call it, um, shit wind like a whirlwind of bullshit <laughs> just been quite nice just to step away from that to be honest and I do feel so much better for it but I also need to catch up with my podcast because I have been putting podcasts out here and there podcast episodes um and I've actually not been posting about them at all so yeah I, I really, and, and this is this is where I think, right, I probably need to up my game a bit. But then also I went through a phase and I think we've all done this, haven't we? Like with Instagram where it's like, oh fuck, I've not posted. Oh my God, I'm going to miss the algorithm. I'm going to miss the algorithm. And you panic that you're, you're not going to get as many hits or you've, you've not touched as many, you've not touched as many accounts this week. And next week, it's like my figures have gone down and nobody's liking this. And do you know what? I never started doing this podcast to have thousands and thousands of followers on Instagram. If I get them, bloody amazing. But what I always wanted to do was kind of hook arms with people who kind of got my sense of humor um, or maybe had been through things that I'd been through or could relate to the guest speakers that I have on because these are people that I genuinely find very interesting whether they be professionals and they're sharing their skills or I've got some amazing guest speakers coming up in the near future that are like the girl next door who's just making it happen in her own way and that's just so much more inspiring than watching 
heavily edited, on occasion scripted, reality TV, which isn't really true. And so therefore, I'd rather be inspired by somebody who is getting off their ass and making it happen, which is kind of the reason why I started this podcast in the first place. It's because I just came across so many people who were going through fertility treatment and nobody was talking about it. And the more and more episodes I do, I'm just discovering so many more taboos that people just don't talk about because either they're embarrassed or guess what? They're a bit boring. <laughs> that sounds crazy, but that's the truth. You know, let's be honest with you. Oh my goodness. Menopause. This is a word that I keep hearing constantly at the moment, but for good reasons. Thankfully, people are starting to talk about the menopause. Years ago, it was a subject matter that no, my mum wouldn't talk about that. Bloody hell, Sandra wouldn't talk about that. And even my grandma, I don't think my grandma actually knew what it was. Infertility. I remember I remember being at school and I remember somebody chucked an insult at me and called me a test tube baby. I go, oh, fuck off, you test tube baby. <laughs> Honest to God, it was an insult when I was at school. Well, guess what? My child is a test tube baby, if that's what it is. <laughs> Actually, he was on a little Petri dish, to be honest with you. That's where he got grown. But it's it's the fucking norm, nearly, isn't it? I mean, a lot of us are struggling with these things. So that's where I think, let's just talk about all of these, whether they be boring or not. I think it's bullshit because we're having bullshit thrown in our faces constantly to sort of believe this reality shit is real. No, let's talk about the real stuff. And like, I actually find that so much more interesting. I mean, I've started to journal again which is a good thing. So when I do journaling, don't get me wrong, I don't sit at home at night going, dear diary. Um, No, I've got something called, it's the secret journal. And I actually have done an episode on this before. And so you write down what you're grateful for. So it's a bit of a reset for me this year, a massive reset. And so on the left-hand side, you write down what you're grateful for right now. And on the Uh, sorry, the left-hand side, you write down what you're grateful for right now. And on the right-hand side of the page, you write down what you're grateful for right now, but your intentions. So what you are bringing to you, what you're manifesting. I understand that this is not everybody's cup of tea. I totally get that. My husband thinks that I'm slightly witchy and live in unicorn world. That's fine. That's his prerogative. That's not a problem. But I do enjoy to sit down at night and write things down. And it's kind of a bit of a closure for me at the end of the day because I have been going to bed too late and watching telly too late and it doesn't serve me at all. So a good way for me to switch off is to write everything down and say, thank you, thank you, thank you at the end of a day. And actually, you have some really crazy ass, wild, amazing dreams to be honest. It depends what you're thankful for, but (laughs) it's definitely worth practicing because it just makes you feel really good and you end up having a really good night's sleep from it as well. That and about 15 minutes on my Shakti mat as well, which I have mentioned before. Have Have you tried one of these? They're called prana mats and they've got all the pinpricks on them. Oh my goodness me, they're amazing. Absolutely amazing. You get yourself on that for about 15 minutes, write your stuff down at the end of the night. And I've started to seek out some good books as well. So I thought, you know what, I need to change things up a bit and go back to, and it's difficult. It's really, really difficult. Roman's never really slept very well. He has only started to sleep through the night in the past six months, but even then it's kind of hit and miss. And balls, he got a big boy bed last week, which has been a lifesaver for me. So I've been sleeping on and off on the floor with him, which has completely fucked my back up and my neck. But do you know what? I'll do anything for him. And I've been, or I sleep with my legs hanging out of his cot bed. Um, 
And then last week we bought um, a bed. It's a single bed. It's a big boy's bed with a trundle bed underneath it. So it's a bed in a drawer and you just pull the bed out. Oh, my God, it's amazing. It is honestly amazing. So I sleep in the little drawer bed underneath. It's not little. It's the single bed that you pull out from underneath his single bed. But as soon as I go, if he wakes up in the night, I don't sleep in there all the time. If he wakes up and comes and gets me. I pulled the drawer out and I got in the bed now there and he was just watching me. It's just smiling at me. And then I thought, come on then, get in. So he's actually getting out of his bed now and getting in the drawer bed with me. <laughs> I don't mind. He's so cute. <laughs> but I'm having such a better night's sleep on the floor. It's just really cozy. And to be honest with you, if Scott keeps snoring the way he's doing, I think I might just move in there permanently because that would be so much better. Oh, fucking hell. I'll tell you what, if anybody has got a husband or a partner who snores, it is... I mean, the noises can rattle the windows. It's unbelievable. And I think he gets louder the older he gets. And he said to me, oh, this is embarrassing, but I don't mind sharing. Sally, you snore at night. Don't be ridiculous. Of course I don't. And he's filmed me on a couple of occasions. And I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm actually embarrassed that those noises have come out of my trap. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm really uh, like borderline wildlife material. Like... <laughs> Like really badly. Um, yeah, and he's he actually filmed me once and he's filming himself going up the stairs and he goes, here you are, here it is. I have to sleep next to, next to this fucking beast at night. <laughs> That's what he's described to me, as, a fucking beast. <laughs> but you can actually hear me and we've got a long landing from down the other end of the landing. You can hear, it sounds awful. It's like one of the dogs, like you, had, like you had a big slobbery dog. You know, when you've got a big slobbery dog and they tend to drool and snore really loudly. And they've got loads of flab all around the jowls. That's exactly what I sound like. It's horrendous, horrendous. I'm not really painting myself in a very good light here, am I? Um, I go to bed in lingerie, French knickers, candles on, no, hoodie, usually a vest actually, knickers and always bed socks. My feet are always freezing. I've just got to keep it real. None of that bollocks. Let's just keep it real. Right. If I've actually touched upon anything at all today and to do with fertility, that is something that you're going through at the moment, then go back and have a listen uh, to the episodes that I've done. It's part one, two and three of my journey to motherhood. I've had some wonderful feedback on how people who've listened to it, even some guys actually have said that they could really relate. Um, and that I had one woman, she said she listened to it and it made her feel okay. And that's good. That's a good thing. If it makes you feel okay, that's a good thing. Because it's um, it's, a, it's a taboo. And thank goodness more and more people are talking about it. But it's, it's it was definitely something at the time that I went through very much on my own in silence. And it's not great. And everybody's journey is completely different. But sometimes hearing other people's stories um, and success can really help you to stick with it and... Um, and know for a fact that there, uh, yeah, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and if you're somebody who's decided that, do you know what, it's okay to call it a day, then in fact, do you know what, I think I'm going to call the episode that actually, it's okay to call it a day. Um, then I, I get you, I totally get you. In fact, I've actually not met anybody who has decided to call it a day on IVF. Um, so that would be interesting if it's something that you thought, do you know what, that's me, I'm done. And what was the tipping point for you as well? What was it? What's, what was it that you thought, you know, whether you already had another child or not, it would be interesting if you could wait for it, reach out, because I would be genuinely interested in hearing uh, your story. Um, because I, I, I mean, I've got friends who have gone through two, three, four rounds of IVF to have their kids and they've got two kids or three kids. And, you know, I've decided after three rounds of IVF, that's, that's me done. Yeah, that's me done. And 
I I know for a fact, like Skyker said earlier, when Scott said to me, do you know what, Sal, if you really, really were going to, if you really were pushing for it, you'd have got the appointments. And I know that's exactly what I would have been doing. But at the back of my head is that waiting. And that's what I struggled with when I was going through IVF is that wait, the waiting, the scans. And I tried and I did and I laughed my way through it. And I do believe that laughter is so powerful and can really help you. But I suppose I'm a bit older now, I'm a bit wiser. And um, I don't, I, I just don't want that waiting again. That waiting is so harsh from having the implantation to waiting as to whether it's been taken, to waiting to see if the embryo grows, to waiting to see if your cervix is ready. And all of this, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not for me. It's not what I, it's not something I want to have to experience again, to be honest with you. And that's where I know that I'm comfortable and that I, I'm okay to call it a day uh, on my journey of IVF. And I put my cap up now. Um, but yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I'm still very upset about it. Of course I am. Because of course, in my little reality world that Sally was creating, I was um, I was like a little house on the prairie, oh, rolling down the hill with my children. <laughs> and there's a part of me, this is quite interesting, where I was going, oh, I just want Roman to have a sibling. Well, actually, Sally, don't put it on Roman. Own your shit. No, I wanted another baby. That's where I was. And so I think now I've come to the point where I've accepted that it's not going to happen that's where I'm at at the moment. But it's, uh, I'm saying it with a big smile on my face because I'm thinking about Roman and he's just, yeah, he's the best thing ever. I'm so grateful that I've got that little man in my life. Anyway, if you're not already, please do follow me on social media. It's at Adventures Ever Geriatric Mum. I always appreciate a reach out. And if you haven't and you listen regularly, leave me a five-star rating on whatever platform you listen to, whether it be Spotify, Apple, whether you listen on Amazon, it would be wonderful for you to leave me something shiny and big. Um, and share the podcast with your friends. If it's something that you come back regularly for and you think, do you know what? I think I'm so, I hate that so-and-so would like that. I think, let's say, let's say a nice name, like Judith would like that or Claire. Um, but yeah, share it around because I am always looking for guest speakers to come onto this podcast. I'm always looking for inspirational men, oh, men, wait till you hear the men girls, um, or men, 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 wait till you hear the men, men. Um, and yeah, I'm always looking for inspirational people should we say, uh, that have got great stories to tell, compelling, and you know what, like to have a good laugh as well, because I just don't think enough of us are laughing nowadays. And that is one thing that bugs the tits off of me. Right, have a fabulous week. I can assure you that I'm going to be back from here onwards. Just watch this space and I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you so much for taking a listen to my podcast. Find me on Instagram and Facebook at Adventures Ever Geriatric Mum where there's a link to the podcast that you can share with all your friends. After all, sharing is caring, and you and I are best friends now.